Hi, friends. It's November 6, 2023. We're six days into Sober November. Welcome to my podcast. I'm Christina, your host. We currently don't have a name. I don't know why I said we. All I know is that we're going to be sober curious as fuck. My first guest today is my most favorite cousin. My most favorite cousin forever. On record, Cousin Lala. I guess it's it's better I'm anonymous. We'll just go with Lala. Um, yeah, this is uh, Sober November. I guess we're the only two parties participating in our family. <laughs> yeah. Um, willingly. Yeah, willingly. Um, her brother happens to be five to six months sober. And, and clean. I would consider that clean. He's clean and sober. And I think a good launching point today is the difference between clean and sober and just sober, because we we both happen to be just just sober. Um, I'm sober curious. Yeah, so I would say sober curious. I'm not trying to get sober. Yeah, I'm. So what's interesting is I did the math, and I've only been sober like half my life. So the other half. I've just been high, specifically marijuana. Yeah, uh, really, really nothing else. Yeah, we we were pretty young when we started smoking. I mean, I'm I'm like what two years older than you, so I was 18 when I started smoking. It's been a good 13 years, no breaks. How wild is that? I bet my mind is so fucked up. I don't know. It could be. Yeah, I started smoking when I was 14. And I'm 29 now. Do you remember the first time we smoked? Yeah, so it was in my friend's attic. Um, funny thing is he runs a, a marijuana company now called Space Dust. Oh, snap, really? Yeah, shout out to Space Dust. Hey, Space Dust, you got me in for 13 years. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It was in his attic. Um, it was in his attic. We went into a Korean man's attic. Yeah. Attic. 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 <laughs> And it's it's one of those attics where it's it's the same level as the second floor, so you just you just sort of walk in, and you're immersed in there. You know, it his attic was very interesting. It's just it's a bunch of shoes because they used to own a shoe business, and they're to me they're straight American Asian Asian American because his parents weren't home when we were there. No, no, no. He was. Very much left to his own devices. I didn't see grandma. That, that shit blew my mind. Right, right. It was very, very American style. Like his sister was home. Oh, so you remember yeah, that? Yeah, his sister was home. I remember that. She was playing a game in the their little game room or something. And then we went upstairs and he told her to shut the fuck up. Interesting. <laughs> so that that was pretty fun. Yeah, I guess I guess uh, let's um let's walk through our smoking history. So. You know, because I think weed is very, very personal. It's, if you look at it, everybody smokes weed differently and everybody has a different connection to weed. Um, yeah, so take me through your journey. Like, what, what was that like after you smoked in the attic? How, we, how, yeah. When we smoked in that Korean man's attic, and he wasn't even a man then, he was a Korean boy. <laughs> when we smoked in the Korean boy's attic, I don't know. I was straight edge. I was straight edge up until that point. But I also didn't have a car. And we would have a lot of cousin adventures. And you were driving at that time. And I didn't know that you were smoking. Like that was my first introduction to weed. But I also have a younger brother who was, I guess he was dabbling in weed. I I wasn't sure. Like I was so ignorant to what weed was then. So mind you, this is 2010. This was super illegal. Like, we live, you know, in the South. You'll still go to jail, right? Meow. So, yeah, I just remember when we first, that first experience of smoking weed with the Korean man, my younger brother was pissed. Like, he said he, that jar was fake weed. What the fuck is fake weed? Like, 2010, what is fake weed? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, to set the stage even more, so it was my friend myself and then my three cousins so her older brother who's now sober for a couple months now he was there and he's the only one who didn't smoke no he did he did smoke cousin no i I remember he smoked unless my mind's messed up 
because we went to a buffet afterwards. So I remember specifically your brother didn't smoke, and we could, I guess we could invite him on the next podcast. And, yeah, because um, I don't remember that that far yeah, back. I don't know. I said we because I'm just a guest here, but you should invite him on your next podcast. For and, all um, these on this podcast. But he he said specifically that he didn't smoke, and I remember him not smoking. Oh, you know what? I think it was just us three. See, I can't recall. I just remember we destroyed the shit out that buffet. I had so much plantain. Do you remember what buffet it was? Yeah, it was. It's the one by your house, the Golden King Palace. Oh, King Palace. That's what it is. King Palace, and we were high as shit. I remember that. I remember we were high as shit, and we were just eating, and the lady kept looking at us. Hmm. So okay, I have a question. So do you remember how it made you feel the first time? If you could explain your experience, like how how it at yeah. felt. Yeah. You want a pop culture reference? Yes. Rue from Euphoria. Yeah, that's what it felt like. Wow, I don't get the reference. Oh, you don't get you don't watch Euphoria. No. It's okay. They're they're about you know their season three is on hold forever. So. Basically, what I felt was, since I had not ever smoked, I was dedicated uh, straight edge because I was, you know, I was very hardcore at the time. I felt happy. I I felt happy. I was dealing with, I didn't know I was dealing with depression at that time in my life. But when I, after that, after that first smoke, I realized like, hey, I just always want to feel that way. And there was no breaks to that. Because we were able to hide weed, no one, no one in our family, you know. Was there any paranoia? It was just like pure kind of bliss euphoria. euphoria. Yeah, it was euphoria. I would say it's euphoric because when I think about it, you know that that was really one. That was the first time I got high, and then at that point, I was I was okay. Like I was, I was like, okay, that was a great experience. I don't ever think I would smoke weed again because I didn't know any dealers or anything. I didn't have a connect. Maybe we should pause here and uh, let's re- let's reset because I, I think we should turn off the lights and let's get into it. I think we're warmed up now. All right, let's, let's hit reset. this pause button. Let's reset. And we're back. Did you get a good pee pee? Yeah, I actually just chugged a bunch of coffee too, so it's gonna be. Um, You're gonna get a good poop later. We're gonna get a good poop. We're gonna get some good. I, I just uh, I I like coffee because I mean speaking of sobriety, I'm not. I'm not quitting coffee. I'm still yeah. drinking coffee. Caffeine. I'm keep. I'm keeping caffeine in my life. But I think. Sure. I think we left off on our journey through weed. So we had. Um, we started similar times, even though I, I kind of got a head start. But yeah, we we're just kind of talking about our, our journey up until now. So I don't know if you want to. It was a long journey. Yeah, let's get the bullet points. Do you want to go first? Yeah. Okay. So I was. Mm, I had. I was. I was in college. It was my first semester of college when when I tried weed. And how often were you smoking? So after after that experience with you know with the Korean man, I didn't start smoking up again until oh you know what I would come home on the weekends, mm-hmm. and my brother would have weed, and so I would hit it. I would hit the blunt. Right. Yeah, I would hit the blunt like two times and like two times literally two times. And I was good to go. And this was Reggie. Like regular schmegular weed. And then it progressed from there. I remember it progressed. I would come home on the weekends and then he'd be like, oh, I have dro. What the fuck is dro? <laughs> and then he'd be like, it's not like regular weed. It's better. And so up until that point, I was used to Reggie, the amount of Reggie you would get. And then versus a gram of dro hydro hydroponics and um i kind of miss those days because it was it was a proper treat when you would when you would smoke dro um yeah because uh, to kind of skip ahead when you when you smoke weed as long as we do it's crazy the amount of of weed you go through Mm -hmm. um because of your tolerance and I, so I guess to, to to piggyback off of what she said in the early days, yeah, we would get swag, you know. Ooh, I haven't heard of that in a long time. Swag. Yeah, we would get swag, and it would be, it would last me for a while. It would. Remember those little uh, lunch 
those little baggies that they would give it to us in yeah the lunch bags yeah like oh my god i want to i i want to take a second and give a shout out to all my dealers <laughs> little monk little monk big monk <laughs> is you know what i i might have to retract those names maybe can i think oh Mart martin who was also my third grade bully full circle there um who else was my dealer at the time oh you know what one of them has a phd now so i'm not gonna name him yeah a phd yeah that puts shit in perspective do you do you remember your dealers yeah i mean it was just my friend i would i would just get it from from friends of mine in high school um so i was in orchestra and yeah, there were like two competing dealers and the Korean man were talking about he was the most successful dealer. Um, man, back in the day, it was like $25, $30 a gram. We're talking about Dro. Gram. And people would pinch. So it wasn't even a gram. It was like 0. 0.7, 0. 0.8. That's wild. Right. And that shit would, um, yeah, it would last a while. Um, it would last a while. and A gram would last a while. Yeah, the gram would last a while. The high would last a while. I think one thing that kind of kept me in the cannabis circle was it wasn't just the the drug itself, the effects of the cannabis, but it was it was the the social aspect around it because yeah, I wouldn't really go to parties. I mean, I'm not that type of person, but I really like the the stoner culture. And in high school, it's it's kind of funny. You, I developed kind of my personality around that you know sophomore junior senior year okay. I, I i get that at this point i'm 31 now i am not sure what my personality is sober wow. Wow, at all like maybe, i'm not sure and maybe i mean that's kind of the theme of uh today's podcast is like we're trying to figure out our personality without without weed oh yeah like so for the next 30 days, we're six days in. So whatever 30 minus six is for that remainder of the time. I'm really trying to figure this out because all I know is like, yeah, I'm I'm a straight secret stoner. People, some people even get surprised. And I'm like, how, how the hell didn't you know? You know, like I'm too calm. Yeah, to speak on that, there's something about about having that alternate life. Like my, I didn't... Um... My parents, my parents didn't know. I actually, actually told both of my parents when we went to Vegas that I, I smoked. I kind of came out of the closet, so to speak, when we went to Vegas, and kind of shocked my parents that I told them that I'd been smoking weed all, this whole time. And there's something about that. There's something exciting about the ritual behind smoking and kind of hiding it. I think there's there's that big appeal. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. There, there's an excitement of. Um, of like, oh shit, we got weed. We're gonna, we got to find a spot. There's like, oh, the whole ritual behind it. Finding spots. Do you remember how we would have to find spots in my neighborhood? And I did not live in a good neighborhood at all. Like, like at all. We could have got caught at any moment. Like one of our first spots was a cul-de-sac. Yeah. And there was a man who would see us all the time, and we would park in front of that um, mailbox. Until one day he came out and told us some shit. And so we went down the street. Like we moved from one street to the next. So I I think that was pretty funny. I mean, there's this one memory I have of you looking for me. You you and your mom had came to visit. And I was having a session on the rooftop. And no one knew I was on the roof. Until, you know, my until you came in. We're like, where's Tina? Where's Tina? And I said, oh, shit. And I had a hand steamroller at the time. So if you don't know what a steamroller is, it's it's a plastic tube. Everyone smoked out of freaking plastic. So it's a it's literally a plastic tube. It's conical. Yeah, where you have, you know, your carb. Your carb is one side of the hole. And then what do they used to call it? They used to call it birthday caking, I think. But yeah, basically it's a tube you smoke out of and you use your hand to filter whatever. I don't know how to explain it, but, you know, you should know. <laughs> yeah, I think. Google it. That's we should talk about also the times we almost got caught and also the time. So I was talking to your brother about the time that your dad caught you. Oh my god! I and and uh, let me let me see if I have it straight. So 
it was it was a year or two into when all three of you were smoking and it got to the point where you got so relaxed you were smoking in your room. Yes, we were smoking. We we had a bong because we didn't use bongs then. So my the way that I would smoke was straight swishers. Shout out swisher. I have a vocal fry cuz of you. <laughs> swisher reds. That that's what it was. Swisher reds and then we started to indulge cuz you know at 18 at the time you're able to buy you're able to buy tobacco products. They just changed it to 21 like a few years ago. But we would look for different Swisher flavors. Grape was always a good one. But then, you know, we started being intro- we were introduced into new ways of smoking like using a bong, a water pipe. That was your that was your thing. Yeah, that was that was my preferred smoking device. And we can get into that a little bit more, but I guess back to I guess a specific day that your dad caught you. Oh, yeah. so I, I think about that day a lot. Well, hold on. Let me see if I have it correct. So, and just to set it up, your parents' room is right. It's like adjacent. This is the next room over. Mm-hmm. And your brother, your brother said that you had the window open and you were smoking out of a bong. Mm-hmm. So you and your brother were in your room, and your your younger brother was in the living room, and your dad bust the door open, mm-hmm. and basically caught y'all, but. But your hand was out the window. Okay, so, yeah, okay, so here, this is what happened. So, we were, I believe I was home from college. Like, I was home from college that weekend. And my brother just, my older brother, he bought a bong. And he was like, let's try it out. And we were like, yeah, sure. I didn't know that they were already trying it out at the beginning of the week. So, when I get there and I'm like, yeah, fine, fuck it, let's try it out. I'm thinking, we haven't tried this shit in the house yet. So no one knows. No one no one knows the smell of marijuana. My parents just thought like, oh, there's like dead animals outside or something or something stinks. Like, oh, you guys need to do your laundry because, yeah, we were at that age. And so my brother had packed a bowl and he was like, OK, Tina, it's your turn to hit it. And my younger brother was in the living room. And so you could hear. Well, OK, like here, I'm going to get back to that. So I hit the bong. And then now was my brother's turn. He's like, okay, I'm going to hit it. I'm going to hit it. Blow out the window. Blow out the window. And then boom, my dad fucking burst the fuck in. My younger brother had already heard him coming down, like coming, coming to bust that shit down. So he ran outside and my hand was out the window and he, he was already there. And so when I looked down, you know, my dad was already yelling at my older brother, like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, in our, or, or, I don't gonna go out and more. There you go. We're, we're Filipino. <laughs> so, I don't gonna go out and more, huh? And so my dad was like, fucking shit up. My little brother was at the window. He's like, he's whispering, Tina, Tina, drop that shit. Drop it. I'm terrified. My dad would not beat us. Matter of fact, at his funeral, I wouldn't, I told you guys that my dad never beat us. But that day, we got our ass whooped like like damn like we yeah my older brother got like the brunt of the force because he's supposed to be older than us and he's supposed to you know asian culture you take care of your siblings my younger brother's outside the window trying to take care of me drop that shit drop that shit and i'm here frozen with a fucking bong in my hand my dad looks at me like super fucking disappointed because at that time i was i think i was the only one in college at that time because I know Adam was going through it. So if that, I, that's If I not. could interject. So is it true that you didn't drop the bong and you you kind of froze and you just, you didn't drop it? Absolutely fucking true. I did not drop it. And my dad retrieved the bong. Wow. And yeah, so so that was one of the most disappointing things in my life. And the reason I bring this up is because your brother told me the story of that's how he, he left the house or he... he he got is that true no he didn't leave the house until after after that he didn't leave our house until after that like way after that so i don't know he went through a lot of trauma after leaving our house but my mom did talk to me about that day later on like probably like later on when i was in my 20s and uh she was laughing because she would say oh yeah me and your dad were laying down and that whole week we thought the water pipes were bursting because we would hear bubbling Mm. and i didn't i didn't put that together i was like oh shit they can hear the bubbling yeah i remember your younger brother was he would he would get mad that y'all would 
because y'all would use those um, barbecue lighters, the long, <laughs> like the can- <laughs> the candle lighters. Yes. And it was always like low on fuel, mm-hmm. so you would have to click it multiple times, like yeah, you know. And I remember your brother going off like, "You don't think mom and dad could hear that shit?" <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. But that's I don't know. There's that's kind of part of the fun of of smoking yeah, is just there's. You know, let's just go because there's there's a whole process too. It's like, it's like shit. We gotta we gotta get weed. That that's yeah, a whole that's a, a whole, whole process. Live, laugh, learn type and, of deal. And it's like it's like how are we gonna get this weed? How are you gonna smoke it? And what are you gonna do after? So there's like three things. It's like it's you're kind of yeah. Your day your day is kind of built in built around it. it. It's it's not just smoking. You know, it's it's acquiring the weed. Yeah, it's everything. That's there's. The whole process is... is it, was a pro- it was a fun process. It was a fun it was- process, and it's kind of addicting in itself. Um, Do you think we have trauma from that? Because, you know, as as I got older, I, I didn't really see authority as shit. Because we were running around, like, going, you know, sometimes we'd go to different cities and smoke. Yeah. And we would just openly smoke, because the thing was, in our head, well, in my head, it was like... One, is anyone going to come up to you actually and say, are you smoking marijuana? Because it's 2010. Who the fuck is going to come up to you at that point? And then two, it's like, no, I would just say no. No, I'm not smoking weed. It's a dejarum. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Clove. Yeah. It's a clove cigarette. It's a clove cigarette. Yeah. I remember. So I remember traveling. I mean, just to smoke weed, really. Um, first time we went to Colorado. Was that your first time too? Oh, oh, that was my first time, but we have to tell the backstory to that. We didn't, you know what? We could save that for another podcast Oh yeah, yeah because, podcast. because the first time we went to Colorado, Colorado, that was supposed to be our second time or it was supposed, you know what I mean? That like right. there was, Oh, you know what? We'll save that for another pod because because truly, Radley is Lala. Ooh, I outed you. Now they know. I think that's fine. Whatever, right? Lala is my most favorite cousin. Like, die hard. I'm I'm a die hard fan of Lala. So, so when we had first, do you want to talk about Colorado? Yeah, I mean that was kind of traumatic. That was it. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. What are your memories of Colorado? Why is it? Why was it traumatic? Because you know why. You fucking know why it's traumatic. I had that man sneeze on me and he had a hole in his sock. Like a whole fucking hole. Yeah, I think I think we should just devote a whole podcast to the Colorado. But I, I just touched on it because Yeah, as we got older we, we kinda started to travel a little bit more. I know your brother went to California multiple times and you went on your own journey. Mm-hmm. Um maybe with, with your husband, I don't know. Yeah, at times, yeah. And and I went on um, a Pacific Northwest trip. It was kind of tied to, it was like a coffee trip, but it was really for weed. Yeah, I, and the reason I bring this up is because, and the reason I find it kind of difficult to quit is because weed was a, a conduit through which we kind of explored the world. Mm-hmm. We had like social interactions, and now we're just kind of building, I don't know, yeah, we're just seeing how we interact with the world without that, uh, without that filter. Um, yeah. Let's, let's, uh, if you don't mind, let's bring it back to the current day, November 6th. How, what's the update? How are you feeling on day six? I have a whole list. We can actually go off on that. I've been, I've been recording. I know you're not on social media like that, but since November 1st, I have been recording or not recording, but like taking note of everything I feel. So if you if you want to know my symptoms, we can we can review it from the first day. Did you want to do that? Yeah, sure. All right. So let's go back to November 1st. That was six days ago. Six, six days ago. Let's see what I was feeling. So I wrote a pros and con list. Day one pros, negative 100, nothing. There was nothing positive about that day. My cons, I did not sleep that night. I didn't have an appetite. My anxiety was out the roof. It was ridiculous. I'm like boredom. No, I didn't know what the hell boredom was up until five days ago, six days ago. 
and the self-deprecation la la like oh my god it was like no bitch go ahead and do it you can't like you are not mentally strong enough for this shit like i was talking myself into like weaning like titrating onto like what the fuck like no just stop you know what i mean i was like like no i wanted to say okay i'm gonna wean off i'm just gonna smoke two blends today two 3.5 gram blends <laughs> and then i was i started to feel worthless because i didn't sleep like at all like no sleep so then the next day is all what is that all souls day all saints day or whatever i went to the cemetery i went to the cemetery i had to go because i picked up praying i picked up praying the rosary yeah i prayed I, like earlier i prayed the rosary around 10 30 today 10 30 a.m that shit was wild so day two, look look at this. Pros not applicable. There were no pros again for day two. My cons were depression, mood swings, oh the mood swings, anxiety. I still wasn't eating. I still wasn't eating. There was no sleep. I was super impatient, and I began to feel overwhelmed. Like I was like, I can't do this. And that's only forty eight hours. How wild is that? Now, when you say mood swings, what does that entail? Um, so the way I like to describe my depression is heavy highs, heavy lows. Yeah, those heavy highs and heavy lows are every 30 fucking minutes. Like, that is ridiculous. And then I started looking things up on the internet. I'm like, ooh, is this because I'm not sleeping? And then I discovered a REM relapse. And then I even became more terrified to sleep because I didn't want vivid dreams. Because fun fact... Up until a few days ago, I hadn't dreamed in like about three years. So I'm going to say weed kind of fucks your dreams up. Like stoners don't sleep or stoners don't dream. Do you? I don't know. Do you feel that way? Yeah, no, that's that's kind of one of the side effects of weed is you don't you don't dream. But what's interesting is once you stop it, it all kind of. um, Yeah, the, the rebound is real because it's not like. It's it's very much an exponential. Like you're kind of just thrown into this DMT world, and yeah, every night I I, I dream pretty vividly. Do, do you remember any of your dreams recently? I I remember my first dream. It was it was three pairs of blue jeans. No 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 no. Just kidding. That was my second dream. My first dream was I was on an elevator, no escalator escalator. The, yeah escalator stairs. And I was just, it was an out-of-body experience. I was just staring at myself. I wasn't going anywhere. I was just at the top of the escalator. Yeah, I was I was waiting for myself to just, like, jump. Jump right into sleep paralysis. Like, ooh, I'm going to jump and then, boom, sleep demons. Nope. I just stood there and I looked at myself and then woke up. And then my second dream was three pairs of jeans, like Levi's, breaking up like tearing apart that, that was weird i didn't know what the hell that was about so i don't dream interpret i just think it's funny have you dreamt lately yeah i mean pretty much pretty much every night and it's yeah i mean it's kind of those archetypical dreams of your teeth falling out um yeah specifically um you know a couple times it's it's not even like your teeth fall out like when you're little it comes out in one piece it's like this dream is like these teeth are coming out in like puzzle pieces and what's fucked up is like yeah i'll have a dream i'm about to like fuck this girl and right before we have sex like my teeth start falling out and i'm trying to like desperately put it back (laughs) i'm sorry because it's like fuck (laughs) and it's like yeah and you could kind of feel you know that when you're you know feeling when you're little and, and there's a gap in your teeth and you just feel the gum with your with your tongue yeah, it wasn't painful. You just, but I just felt like this kind of nothingness in my mouth, and I'm like trying to push the teeth back in. Yeah, some crazy vivid dreams. Like last night, I had um, kind of a zombie apocalypse dream. Oh, stop. Um, with your brother actually, because we were shooting guns recently, and um, I guess to take a detour into the dream, we were. Yeah, because we have different handguns. Um, I have a 22, and he has a nine mil. Yeah. And when uh, when we're shooting the other day, I asked him if he wanted if he would prefer like. Um, oh, it's not picking up my my voice. I think the rocking is being picked up. Oh, okay, sorry. Sorry. Anyways, the dream was about he was low on ammo, but I had like an infinite supply, mm-hmm. but it's only twenty two LR, so it's 
you know, it's not, it's not that powerful. But no, these dreams are very vivid. I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to tell me. Um, do you, you said you don't interpret your dreams? I absolutely do not interpret my dreams like at all. I just take it as it is because I feel like I've been asleep for a while. So anything that I'm dreaming now, I don't I don't think it applies to me. <laughs> like what if these are dreams that are stored? Is that a thing or do I just sound like an idiot right now? But no, I, d- I don't interpret my dreams. The only actually the only dream I do interpret is the teeth falling out. But that's because of superstition. So, yeah, like if you ever see someone like Filipino people who are crazy, if you ever see um someone dying, I guess you have to tell them like see them in the, like you see them dying in your dream. You have to tell them like tell them to cover their head or something. I, I know it's weird. And then the teeth falling out, like if it's not my teeth falling out and it's maybe your teeth, like you'll get a call from me. Be like, hey, I dreamt that your teeth were falling out. And those are the only things that I really interpret for my dreams. Because I don't know, I haven't dreamt in a long time. So I don't really think like dreams affect me like that. So yeah, I don't and I don't want to believe it's like, oh, things that are in my head in my subconsciousness. So I don't know, dreams are interesting. It's just I, I don't have much experience with dreams. Because of my cannabis state. Yeah, that's my take on that. Yeah, uh, so as far as waking life, uh, you know, you have to keep yourself occupied. Obviously, you're employed. Currently, I'm not employed. How, what do you do to keep yourself uh, occupied during the day? How do you resist the temptation? Obviously, I, I, I walk downstairs and you have open paraphernalia, and it's um, mm-hmm. and I have a pen in my pocket too. I don't. It, it's there to kind of. I like having temptation in front of me because it's like there's something there's something about building up that resistance and, and saying no. Mm-hmm. So what do you what do you what do you think of that? So for my for my boredom, my water pipes are out on my bar and my the weed that I didn't finish. It's all there. But like you said, like temptation, I'm playing a mental game now because it is so hard to find things to fill your boredom. Like, like I just feel bored and it's not like I don't have anything to do. I do have things to do, but it's like a boredom I can't describe. So I do have my, I have the paraphernalia out to tempt me because like before you came here, I told you I'm going to do everything I can to fuck up our sobriety. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I, it hasn't happened yet. I don't feel like I'm having less cravings because I mean, do you, should I describe day three? Yeah, like how I felt? Day so day three, I have pros. I have pros on day three. It's less brain fog mm-hmm. and dreaming. That's That was my first dream. I dreamt that like the is, night before I dreamt. Is that when you dropped off nuts at my house? It was. I did. Wow. Did you enjoy those? My whole family did. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm yeah, so happy. I, I seasoned the water. I got scared because, um, just a side note, she dropped off peanuts on day three and uh, Asians like to boil their peanuts. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know specifically Asians. I've seen other people boil their peanuts, but I added salt and halfway through I added everything seasoning. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like everything bagel seasoning, but what is it called? Like everything, everything but the bagel. I don't think so. Because I get mine from Aldi now. And it, and it, I didn't like the way it smelled. I thought I was scared. I fucked it up, but it was, it was pretty good. No, the smell of everything but the bagel, the first time I smelled it, I was like, what the fuck is this? I thought it was going to be like trash. So, wait, where was I? Okay, so pros was the less brain fog, less brain fog and dreaming. And now my cons, was a lot. I was emotional as fuck. I was crying. I had listened to like a song that I hadn't heard in a very long time and I was driving to work and I started crying. It was just weird. I, I didn't have an appetite still it was very hard sleeping i thought about getting uh how do you pronounce that ashwagandha 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 i thought about getting uh melatonin but then my thinking at the time was like no that's cheating like let your body reset Mm -hmm. and so my body temperature it would fluctuate like even now i still feel it like i still feel cold and hot am i sick i don't think i'm sick i'm not sick there was a dull headache at the end of the day like dull very dull and then once again boredom my biggest con is boredom like 
I don't know how to feel that. But we can move on to day four. Day four was kind of, let's see. How did I feel day four? Pros. I was energized. Energy. That's a weird thing to talk about. Because when I was smoking heavily, or you know what I mean? Like while I smoke heavily, that energy is just not, it's not energy. It's just I'm stagnant because I'm moving like from room to room. That's it. I've taken up working out recent, recently, six days ago. And yeah, I didn't know how good, how good I felt like just doing those little workouts. Um, I was, I, I like the dreams. That's a pro. And then my sense of smell, it increased. Like, I wasn't, I was smelling things again. But here are the cons. I had super strong cravings. Like, I needed to hit something. Like, I needed to fucking roll a fat blunt that day or something or hit the water pipe. But I didn't. I lost track of time. Like, time is... I don't know how to explain it. Like it, either it was going really, really, really slow or it went super fast. The headaches were still there. Once again, boredom. And I, there was no appetite. And then for day five, what I was feeling yesterday, I was able to eat. I can sleep like a log now. My mind feels clear. The cravings have decreased. Uh, I, I'm still listing heightened sense of smell because I'm smelling things. I'm like, what the hell? Um, my time management, it is amazing now, cousin. And I'm feeling like less stuck. Do you like? Do you feel that stoner stuckness? I don't know. We can talk about that after I lift, list the cons. Uh, I have boredom listed as number one, and like finding ways to fill my time. Like, hey, welcome, welcome to my podcast. This is how I'm filling my time right now. Um, I have random waves of anxiety, and I have been zoning out. I zoned out while I was driving the other day. It was weird. I was at, I was on your side of town and then I blinked and I was on my side of town. So yeah, I don't, I don't know how, uh, that sounds dangerous. Like, have you been keeping up with your, your symptoms? Symptoms? No, I mean, as, as per usual, um, yeah, your, our personalities are very different. You're, you're very detail oriented and, and you keep track and, Granted, we're on on separate journeys. I feel like your sobriety is it's a little little harder because, um, in a way, I've been smoking less and less. I would smoke flour like once a week, and I would mainly hit pens. Um, yeah, I really got into Delta Eight pens. It's really not good for you, but um, in fact, that's what I have in my pocket right now. It's like a Delta Eight, Delta Ten kind of deal. Um, so when I stopped smoking on November first. I was already, you know, kind of like Tina had mentioned, like titrating. I was already like not really um, smoking much. So it's, I feel like it's a little easier transition for me. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, I mean, boredom is, it's definitely on the top of my list. But I, I've, what's interesting looking at your list is the the clarity. Because mm-hmm. one thing with um, why I wanted to stop smoking too is because I felt like you know, I was just smoking to maintain like a regular, you know, it was a homeostasis. And now it's, it's almost like, um, yeah, that filter is gone. The best way I can describe it. It's like, um, there was sort of, whenever I would smoke regularly, there was a filter around everything and it kind of softened the edges of everything. And, and now that I'm sober, you know, everything's more, a little more crisp and you have to, yeah, you have to kind of deal with um, with anxiety, boredom. Yeah. Well, I, I deal a lot with depression. And you have to deal with that without the filter of weed, and that's and that's a challenge in itself. Um, how how do you? So you said depression is is one. Yeah, like I I started smoking weed because I was depressed, and you know how we were having this conversation uh, the other day about how I was like, yeah, cousin, when it's November, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be sober, because I kept telling you this one thing. So here's your trigger warning. We're gonna we're gonna put a trigger warning here about killing ourselves. So I I told you I was like, yeah, cousin, the goal is for me not to kill myself in this lifetime, and then 
you know, I felt so the real reason, well, you know, that's one of the reasons, but like the main reason that I do want to quit, not really quit, but like take a break, take a break from smoking is because I feel like weed has been making me a little paranoid, like new generation weed. Cause you know how I was talking about Reggie and then Dro, and then from like 2014 to 20, like right up until the pandemic, like weed was always hitting. It didn't matter what I did. It was good. Like, like it was always good. And then when the pandemic happened, I don't know what the hell happened, but like, yeah, weed was like kind of doling things. And then I didn't notice up until maybe like six months ago where I was feeling a little paranoid, but, but here's the deal. I like a little paranoid high. Like that's my fave being paranoid but this paranoia was kind of like whoa like what the fuck is this like i didn't have any hallucinations or anything but it was making me think like what the fuck like what am i doing so if there's something going on in the in the weed i don't know i don't want to be a part of that like weed is not how weed is not weeding weed is not how it used to be in my opinion in my humble opinion I have a theory on that. Uh, it could be that weed is different, but I've noticed the same thing. It's um, yeah, we would we would smoke so much that yeah, anxiety would come in, but a different kind of anxiety. Because I I love anxiety as well. Like I love coffee. That's there's something there's like a positive energy behind anxiety. It 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 compels you to to do something, you know. But there was something about you know, like she's saying, smoking recently. It would um. Yeah, that that filter, that hazing, it would everything would be kind of foggy, and and you'd get kind of listless. And I mean, to be honest, I, I wanted to stop smoking too because I wasn't getting the same effects I was, um, you know, back in the glory days, back in back when we first started. And yeah, I wanted to. Um, uh, I'll I'll just put it out there. I didn't I didn't want to kill myself. I didn't. They say unalive. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to unalive myself um, per se, but I wanted to to make a change. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm still unemployed, and and I'd like to. Yeah, um, do you see yourself? I mean, to kind of jump around, do you see yourself staying sober after November? Absolutely not. Wow. As of as of November sixth, absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely not. I think weed still has a chokehold on me and I'm just really trying to really try to be sober for 30 days because I can say this and I'm not proud of it. I have never been the longest I've been sober was probably three weeks in September in 2013. And yeah, that that was because I was trying to work out some trauma at the time. And yeah, so as of November 6th, absolutely fucking not. Wow. Okay. I, I see. That's, I have a, a different kind of outlook because I, um, I'd like to stay sober for a little longer mm-hmm. not to say that I'm getting, uh, I'm, I'm not going to smoke weed ever again in my life, but I, I'd like to see how long I can go. So to reference what you said, um, the longest I've been sober before this was actually almost three years. Cause I, um, I worked in a pharmacy, so it's like, yeah, I, th- and I remember looking back on that time in my life, um, it, it was, it was strange. It was almost like when I got off weed, it was almost like the symptoms of, uh, being on an antidepressant where everything was, it was kind of neutral. Like, um, the highs and the lows were filtered out and you just kind of, like autopilot. yeah, almost like NPC autopilot. And, um, you know, maybe it was my, um, lifestyle at the time, you know, I was just working, mm-hmm. um, you know, I wasn't necessarily like enjoying life i wasn't hating it i was just kind of a worker drone and i mean it was an interesting couple of years of my life um uh, and it, it's it's definitely doable i i feel like um i feel like i want to give another shot at at, at kind of a long-term sobriety they call it tea breaks you know mm. um yeah that, that's the yeah I, I that's where i'm at i think i want to be sober for as long as i can and and see where that takes me so so if i could ask um you so you do have plans on smoking after november like what what are your what are your plans exactly so 
Um, I'm actually planning a camping trip. <laughs> so I, you know what? Like I also do mushrooms. I'm into like psychedelics as well. Well, fuck it. Just mushrooms. Weed and mushrooms. Like mushrooms on occasion. So I think I'm going to break my like fast. We'll call this a weed fast. My little, my 30 day cleanse with um, psilocybin. Not necessarily marijuana. But I will reevaluate how I feel like in at Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving. (laughs) But um, no, I didn't have a plan of you know, not stopping. Like I'm, I'm considering this little 30 days as a break, a challenge, if you will, because like I said, like I've never been, I've never gone 30 days without smoking. Uh, if it does changes, I will let you know because I, I do like, it's weird. I do fantasize about being sober or not sober, but clean, like peeing clean. I, I don't know what that's like. And yeah, like, no, I, I don't plan on things over. And and that's a kind that's kind of weird to say, because it's like, well, then why the hell are you doing this 30 day thing? Right. Like, why are you doing this? I don't know. Maybe I won't go back to weed after this, because you know how they say what, it's like 20 days to break a habit. But this habit's been here for 13 years. Right. Well, so. so to quote my favorite, one of my favorite comedians, Louis C.K., uh, he's like, you know, don't, don't do drugs, you know, don't ever do drugs. drugs. He's like, so, so that when you do do drugs, it's fucking awesome. Um, and I remember to be honest, I don't remember when I broke my fast that after, after I got out of the pharmacy, um, you know, cause they would drug test at the pharmacy. And I remember being nervous about smoking for the first time. And then I, I, and I kind of got past that nervousness and I wanted to, it's like, you're like, um, what is it like a born again virgin you know um yeah yeah because i wanted uh when i when i started after that tolerance break of 2.7 years or something i wanted my first time to i wanted to see if i could replicate my first time and and just to kind of um i like telling stories like uh, it's my first my very very first time smoking weed 14 15 year old i think sophomore in high school um it was the same Korean attic. Uh, we smoked out of a bamboo pipe. Um, yeah, and it was one of those. It, it was funny because the bamboo pipe actually looked like a PVC pipe. Um, but there was something that that was the only the first time I smoked was the only time that I got this. I guess I, I as they say blackout or fogged out where there was a, a portion of time because typically I have very good memory, and that was the first time that I. F- there was kind of um i got lost and i was in a in literally like a cloud of smoke and i and and there's a portion of time maybe like five minutes uh, i don't remember walking downstairs I, all i remember was uh, we were funny enough like listening to like buffalo soldier by bob marley in the attic like from a shitty samsung phone taking a hit i remember taking a hit i don't um apparently i took a couple hits and I, I i muttered to my friend the pineapple's on fire and I walked downstairs uh, and grabbed an orange juice from his fridge. And I just, all I remember is lighting. And then all of a sudden I'm at, I'm looking at his fridge and it was fucking messy, messy ass fridge and grabbing an orange juice. And I remember grabbing an orange juice because my mouth was so dry. Um, you know, actually nowadays when I smoke, um, it's the, yeah, yeah, it's, as an experienced donor, I, I didn't get, I don't get cotton mouth anymore. I actually like salivate a lot. Um, but back in the day it was cotton mouth. I remember choosing orange juice and it was like the worst choice because it would like, it stung my throat. Um, man, it was great memories. And then his, his, his neighbor was actually a cop. And I remember opening the door and he put, he put the, um, the bamboo pipe in my pocket, my, my hoodie. And he's like, dude, just be chill. My neighbor's a cop. And he, the second we opened the door, the pipe, like I dropped the pipe. It was, it was just great memories. Um, yeah, and I wanted to, um, I wanted to get back, and um, you know, I have great memories in high school of like, you know, going to my friend's house, listening to Radiohead on his fucking on his um, sound system, and his his 
his I remember his parents were coming home and we smelled like weed. So our, our solution was to um, build a, a bonfire in his backyard so that we would we would smell like like campfire smoke as opposed to like weed smoke. Did yeah. They know what weed, did you do you think? Did you think they knew what weed was? Because you know we 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 come from an Asian family. We're first generation, I would say, or. I don't know. That's getting skewed. My parents are straight up immigrants. So, yeah. And your your mom immigrated. So, so I don't think, like, okay, so back to referencing my dad catching us. Mm-hmm. I didn't think he knew what weed smelled like. Well, he just, he it, something was burning. Yeah, all he knew was something smelled. Something, something that was not a fish smell <laughs> was in his house. So... So yeah, so I don't I don't know because I just remember meeting the Korean guy one time and that that shit just kicked off a whole a whole like another world. And that I don't know, I feel like I should tell kids not to smoke. You go, you know what? Don't smoke until you're stable. Like 25, until your frontal cortex is fully developed. But I feel like that's that's kind of part of the fun is is you're told to not to do it and there's something fun about doing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, um for sure. I, I have that parallel I have a parallel story to your, yours about blacking out and we're gonna you know we're gonna go f- rewind to 2015 2015 2016 around that time Colorado had just legalized marijuana and we went out there like pioneers like thinking we're freaking weed pioneers and that's when we went you know we're gonna make this to another episode but like we were in that hotel room. Teaser, yeah, teaser for the yeah it was you, me, and my younger brother. And we had the Dibuda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was such new technology then, Dibuda. And so, you know, we went and got wax. Dabs. Dabs were so new at the time. So, yeah. You know, I remember we hit the dab. And then you were in the shower. You were like, I'm going to go shower. I remember that. And then my brother was like, okay, Dina, blah, blah, blah. And I hit it. I hit it real hard because he was helping me with the wax. And then I thought I was passed out for like, what, five seconds? Next thing I know when I wake up, you guys are already at the door talking about, oh, we're going to get food. And I was like, what the fuck? Weren't you just in the shower five seconds ago? So I don't know if you remember that, but that that was like, I, I think that's the only time I've actually like lost track of time. Yeah, no, I do remember that, and, and everybody was laughing. Um, specifically, I remember you sleeping on the bed, like, like, in a weird fashion, where your half of your body was hanging off the bed. <laughs> so I do, I do remember that. Um, I kind of wanted to. I just had a thought um, as to why, you know, weed is so appealing or attractive, and and why we fill our time doing it. Um, yeah, you know how we have the endocannabinoid system and it's almost like, hey, we have puzzle pieces in our brain and the, and the cannabis connects perfectly and you, you feel this euphoria. There's something about like the nature of human experience where you, you know, you want to get, you want to experience what's beyond your consciousness. And you, we, we talked about mushroom psychedelics. I, I do like mushrooms. I do, you know, but there's there's something fun about I'm going to go way off topic, but I I, kind of have a point. So, uh, you know, I like the little, I'm kind of a music nerd and I like the subgenres of music and, and, and if you can call it a subgenre, there's a, there's, or maybe an art movement, it's called circuit bending, where you, you take a children's toy that makes, has to make sound and you, you, you rewire the connections to where it, you kind of glitch out the device and it makes you 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 rearrange the pathways in the circuitry and it the toy kind of glitches out and sometimes it makes like kind of chaotic noises uh anyway circuit bending but there's something about um there's some appeal about rewiring the circuitry of your brain and kind of seeing you know altered state of consciousness and i think why why it's interesting we're taking a break is because like we're we're no longer fucking with that circuitry and you're kind of allowing your brain to maybe not even reset but just seeing how it operates at a, at a base level and it's funny because in a way it's almost like we've kind of kind of come full circle to where 
not rewiring your brain it's it's kind of like i don't know how to describe it it's hold on let me let me try to make this point it's it's because we've been like we've been smoking kind of basically nonstop for like a decade it's almost like this is this is um i don't know where it's it's like not being high is the new high yeah does that make sense no, no, Here, no. if you could expand on that yeah so so i started off by saying i'm sober curious a lot of people are sober curious like the how I was introduced to being sober curious was I'm not a big drinker, but a lot of my friends drink and some of them are going through a cleanse and they're like, yeah, we're going to give up alcohol. We're going to abstain from alcohol. But then I was like, wait a minute. Like I just saw on social media, you had a cocktail and they were like, no, it's a mocktail. I was like, what? They're like, yeah, it's a mocktail. It's virgin. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And then I started seeing people, um, you know, stop wanting to stop smoking and so they had the zero nicotine vapes type of deal and i was like wait a minute like why is everyone getting sober and so when i started talking to those friends they were saying we don't think the same like i don't think the same i don't feel the same like things are not like maybe it might be like post pandemic but they were saying we don't socialize right correctly like we're not very social anymore like i get it like if you were working from home literally you can just be getting blasted off your ass all day long and so or even when no one was working and we had the stimulus checks like yeah what do you what do you think everyone was doing in their home like you couldn't go out and socialize so i think those three intense years of being at home and just smoking or doing whatever you preferred drinking like everyone was doing a craft everyone was you know having plants or something and like my vice was just smoking weed i was at home smoking weed and so i guess we you know i intensified how much weed i was smoking during that three-year pandemic period and now that you know everyone doesn't acknowledge COVID anymore (laughs) like i want something new i get it i want something new as well so yeah i'm just sober curious so i don't think i'll be like clean i'll be sober curious i'll take breaks i'll be able to take breaks because you know you asked me like oh are, do you plan on keeping your sobriety no but i don't plan on smoking every day five times a day like burning through ounces of weed every week like no i don't plan on doing that anymore like that's kind of ridiculous so i guess to kind of piggyback off that there was um i'm sure this applies to you too you could tell me if i'm wrong but there was um when you get into the habit of smoking a lot, it, it's almost like, okay, I can't, I can't leave the house until I smoke. Right. Or I can't, it's like, damn, I got a good, like, I don't know. We're about to eat good. Right. We're, we're about to eat a good dinner. Let's smoke before. Um, for me, I worked in the coffee industry. It's like, damn, I got a long shift ahead of me. I gotta, I gotta smoke before I gotta smoke during, I gotta smoke after. Um, and it's interesting because you don't, it's it's almost like a neat i have to i have to do this before i i go out and it was it was almost like a like a safety blanket you know as i couldn't interface without without smoking and 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 to a degree i it's still kind of um i wouldn't say ever since i've i've stopped i've been more social but or more outgoing or more gregarious but it's more like hey i don't necessarily have to have to smoke before i do everything um yeah what about you yeah like i would smoke before i did anything before i lifted a finger i already had you know my little joints up or i already had my grinder full of grinded weed and i just pack a bowl or i'd go eat an edible or i'd go hit the pen there are so many ways you can ingest marijuana now i even have butter still i still have butter i used to fucking get my toast edibles like you know what i mean Toast in the morning. Here you go. Put some can of butter on it. Hell, you're making a chicken? You're making chicken? Oh, guess what I have? I have can of oil. We're going to drizzle that. We're going to finish it off with the oil. You know what I mean? So I think I've, I don't want to, I want to open my mind more. So I like, because when I think about how I would start my day, okay, wake up. No, it was even before waking up, going to sleep. 
here you go go to sleep sit go sit in your garage for an hour go smoke away you know what i mean then you're cool you can black out then wake up and then when you wake up in the morning it's like okay it's still morning i can go outside in my backyard and load a bowl get my day going you know what i mean eat my greens smoke my greens in the morning and then it would it would turn into like okay i smoked my greens in the morning and now i'm gonna go brush my teeth get ready for my day if something had inconvenienced me if i had like a work email pop up boom i'm just gonna go and get my pen and on my way i'm gonna have my little sesh in my car right like like that's how it would go okay so get to work oh my god so inconvenienced boom hit my pen yeah and then it would just continue like that okay now i'm off of work oh i'm gonna go get high i'm off of work i deserve this boom do that then go grocery shopping you know make your food be a regular person high wore off oh guess what i get to do i get a roll of blunt 6 p.m yep roll a blunt go smoke you know what i mean and then it, it was just a cycle like that and then for like the next four hours okay i'm good doing whatever what the fuck ever in the world and then now it's bedtime what do i do before bedtime i'm gonna go blackout so it was just that it i felt like an npc like i still feel like an npc sometimes but i don't feel as much as an npc as the beginning of the month like I, I think I was just walking I was a walking NPC really like like nothing was being played I was just there like day in day out anything inconvenienced me weed weed was my salvation so yeah that that's what is kind of scary and people don't talk to you about that because they always say weed's not addicting that's a fucking lie if weed was not addicting then how come I was able to smoke for 13 years no breaks so like but I don't believe weed is a gateway drug. I don't know if you feel that way. Yeah, without a doubt. So weed, I, I, I would make a distinction that weed is like psychologically addicting. I don't think it's there's a physical dependence to it um, as much as other drugs. But it definitely has um, very much an addictive element. Um, I guess I wanted to go back um, just to circle back on boredom because I think... I wanted to kind of uh, explore this thought a little more, but I think boredom is definitely, it's a modern day luxury because, you know, back in the day, there's, if you think about, I want to tie this back a little bit, but I think the reason we would smoke before we did anything like, shit, I got to clean the restroom, I need to smoke, or shit, I got a long day at work, I got to smoke. It's like you were trying to enhance an experience. You're trying to maximize an experience, but when it ended up happening, is you're putting like a filter between that experience and yourself. And that's what I'm, I'm realizing now that I'm not smoking is, yeah, there's no, without that filter, you kind of, you, you have to feel all the rough edges of life. And maybe that's how you're supposed to feel. I, I don't, I don't quite know. I don't quite know. Like why would, why would we have a endocannabinoid system if we we're, you know, not supposed to connect those pieces in our head, but yeah, it's kind of nice living living how i don't know living without messing with the circuitry of your brain and kind of just letting it do its own thing um yeah and to fill my time a little better uh, i don't know where i'm going to this we, we've been recording for almost an hour and that, that went by fast it did go by fast yeah is that time is that i mean being messed up? <laughs> no not at all i think it's it's very therapeutic to kind of talk about it openly and it's weird to have it recorded yeah okay. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with it like to me this is my new therapy i'm filling the time that i didn't realize i had because have you ever tried cleaning a restroom super fucking high i'll tell you this it takes about three days <laughs> yeah it takes about three days it took me about three days to like thoroughly deep clean my restroom high but today actually this weekend we did a little home renovation and if I was, you know, still medicated, that renovation probably would have took a week. And it took one week or it was it was OK, just buying the supplies because, yeah, it was just buying the supplies. So I would say it took, you know, a day. It was a day project. So, yeah, I don't I don't know where this journey is taking us, cousin or taking me personally, but I I like where it's going. I'm digging it. I'm not you know, I'm not trying to smoke because I don't feel the urge to do it because experience like 
it's kind of fun experiencing life high. I mean, high. it's kind of fun experiencing life not high. It's like learning again. Like, oh, I just woke up from a coma. Let's get this shit done. Or, oh, I was in jail since 2010, 2010. And now I'm get I'm out. This is this is the world. Like, what am I gonna do? So yeah. So I I really hope I get you know I get something positive out of this journey because like I said I don't plan on staying sober. I'm I'm sober curious, and that's what this podcast is about: being sober curious. Yeah, I hope to be. I don't know if we're going to end it now, but uh, I definitely hope to be a guest more often. I'd love to, I don't know if I, I feel like if we brought your brother, it'd be a totally different dynamic. He would oh. try to, he'd try to start singing or something. I like singing. I um, sing, but <laughs> yeah. Do you want to, um, you can end the podcast if you would like. It's the first episode. You can name it. I, I, you know what? I'd like you to name this podcast. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Cousin name the podcast. Name our episode. Ooh, I think, mm-hmm. Episode one. Episode one. Name it. Uh, episode one. Circuit bending. Yes. I, and I think it's a good time to end that. Hell, heck yeah. Circuit bend.